And welcome to the Star Tribune's Talk and Preps podcast. I am David Levake, your host, and I am very, very excited to be joined by one of my favorite people across the high school sports landscape, Moundsview Boys, cross country and track and field coach, a character with character, Mr. Ross Fleming. Hello, sir. Thank you very much, David. Yeah, it's good to be on. I've uh, my first time on a podcast, so I'm kind of excited about uh, breaking new territory for me. Well, you just said off air that this is your 36th year of coaching. Yeah, I think so. If my math is right. So, uh, so I have found a way to bring something new to the table for you. That's I, I'm, I'm honored because that's that can't be easy to do. And a guy's been around that long. He's pretty much seen everything. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think that and then, uh, you know, working with young people, um, you know, they, they, they find ways to surprise you. And that keeps me uh, keeps it fresh for me. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, so uh, the, the uh, hook for this, the reason we're talking right now, uh, this we're recording this on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, it'll be published on Thursday on StarTribune.com. On Friday and Saturday, we have the uh, True Team State Meet happening at Stillwater High School. This is a three class meet. Um, it's 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 a unique format because the True Team meet all the uh, uh, competitors have the potential to contribute to the team score. Whereas the, the state high school league track and field meet at in June, uh, that, that can be won and has been won by, you know, sometimes fewer than six athletes. So this is the, the true team is a better barometer of the strength of an overall program. Is that that's been kind of the mantra of this? And is that held true? Is that, is that the big selling point of why this meet is important? Well, yeah, and I think you, you touched on the, the total, the, the origin of where this meet came from. Uh, we wanted it to have a team feel. At the time, the high school league meet was scoring only six places. So mm. actually, I've seen high school state champion track teams crowned having only two athletes in the meet. And so... Minneapolis North? Uh, I think it was Minneapolis Patrick Henry. Oh, that's it, Henry. Yes, yes. yes. You know, even when I was in high school, uh, Jackson County Central, um, there's been countless really teams that have won it with two to four athletes over sure. the years. And I think the founders of the true team just wanted to do something to make track because there's so many events and so many athletes. And yeah. we just wanted to find a way to make our, our, our I guess, our sport more um, meaningful to a higher number of, of young people. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I know I wrote about this uh, back in 2011 when it was the 25th running in the meet. And that was a, a point that was brought up in that article. There is an important carrot for kids. In fact, uh, one coach said that, that uh, in fact, uh, Ron Beachy, who you probably know, he was a founder of uh, one of the founders of True Team and he coached at Staples Motley. Yeah, he said those, those, the format keeps those kids who might not be your best from asking, why am I here? So it's right. a carrot for them. And, that, and that's what you found at Moundsview all these years? It gives more kids um, a reason to hang around longer and to become more invested in the sport. Um, every program once in a while is going to get a star athlete. But, you know, this kind of thing stands the test of time. If you can build a program with a culture uh, of, of track athletes who care about each other in the same way they might on a football field, you know, to make it a team sport, for me, I, I've always been a team guy. I've coached cross country, and which is a, a great team sport, and basketball. Those are terrific team sports, and we know about other team sports. But track was always kind of classified 
as an individual sport. And certainly that element exists, but now you can bring 40 kids to a state championship competition like you do in other sports. And each of them has a meaning. There's no bench and track. That's the other great thing about it. Mm -hmm. So these other sports will have that and there'll be kids that don't see the field, but in true team track, your third guy in every event, if he or she can finish their event without scratching or DQing, they're going to score for your team. They're going to contribute. They can, they can mean that. And, and one or two points might matter because I've, I know what it feels like to be on the losing end of a state title by two points one year and four another. So those folks, those third people, they matter greatly. You started coaching in 86 at Moundsview. Was that your first foray into coaching? And I, and I asked this in the context of one year later, true team starts. And was that a concept that you embraced with open arms at that time? Was it one that you hadn't really heard about, but, but quickly got on board? What was your, what was the, what was the timeline way back in the mid eighties there? Yeah. You know, they, st- my first year of was 86. I actually was head coach at Columbia Heights for one year, the year before okay. and had a very good year there that we parlayed that into a, you know, getting the Moundsview job and uh, true team was talked about in 86 and then it was presented in 87. Now, I had a really good team in 87, but uh, they weren't very deep. We had some very good athletes, but um, the, the concept then was you had a, a two qualifying meets before the state meet. And so they had what they called a quadrant meet and then a section meet and then the state okay. meet. And I looked at our schedule with what we had and I just felt that first year that was a little much um, sure. for us. And so the very first year, we did not participate because of that extra meet. They changed okay. it the next year. 1988 was our first year. And that's when it was a single meet to qualify then. And they made it eight, you know, the sections, uh, uh, they divvied up sections at that point. So that was kind of the deal there. Um, so we started, yeah, I, I embraced it after that because I, I just love the team concept. And That's so interesting. I, I, I'd not known that, that, that there was a quadrant meet and that, that part of the history of it. That's fascinating to me. Yeah, it just made it, you know, you, you have traditional schedules and there were, we looked at some of the traditional meets that we went to. We just thought, well, we don't want to jeopardize that. Those meets had meaning for us and uh, we, we, don't, we don't want to ask too much of the boys and, and uh, put those kind of demands on them. And that point, you know, obviously the high school league was the traditional meet and my, my uh, erstwhile assistant coach, Bob Stewart, who uh, was also my predecessor, he just felt very strongly about the first year let's just protect these great athletes. We have these senior athletes and let's get them the shot at the high school league. As it turned out, it did not work for us there. We got third at the high school league by, I think three points. But um, I think after that, the more I learned about true team, I just felt we were missing out. And so from then on, I said, we've got to be involved in this. And you won six consecutive championships from 98 to 2003 and you added titles in 2006 and 2007. You also have won the Minnesota State High School League state meet in June five times, but you've called in an article, that article I've talked to you back in 2011, you called those anticlimactic. And it, it got me to wondering, um, what do you, how do you handle true team? Cause you know, you, you've got, you, that's, that's important to you. Clearly it's important to your girls program who also qualified this year for true team. Uh, so it's important to the mounds you track and field culture. But when true team comes along and you know, you do have a handful of really good athletes who can make a mark for themselves at the state meet in June, do you train through this meet? Do you taper for it? How do you approach the preparation for true team? 
Well, we don't taper <clears throat> the way you would at the very end of a season when you do want to peak. But keep in mind, we've got to have a, a handle on athletes that we believe are going to, whose seasons will end at certain levels. So for some guys, their seasons end at conference because we're allowed four at conference and then three at section. But for the majority of the boys, their season ends at section where the, you know, they don't qualify for state. So in terms of peaking, we, we certainly don't do that. We want to peak the majority of the team at the section individual meet. And then the state level guys, we want to peak there, obviously. But we certainly will come into this and rest a little bit for true team state um, just because we want them ready to, to be at their best at, for this point of the season. But now next week is conference. We typically have not put together a conference lineup that would be necessarily win the conference. Um, some of those years where we won state, we did not win conference and people would say, well, how is that possible? How can you be the best in the state, but not even the best in your own conference? Well, that's because, um, you know, we're coming off that state title on a Friday night and conference prelims are the following Tuesday and the finals the following Thursday. I can't ask all my athletes to do all the same things they did. They might've done been in three or four events at true team state. As you put your best athletes, you try to maximize them, right? So yeah, yeah. we can't ask them to come back and do that the next week and then still have their legs about them the following week for section. So really, if we're going to sandbag or, or, or take a break, it's going to be at the conference week. For example, my best athletes will do three events in the distance and middle distance on Friday. They'll come back and they won't do anything on Tuesday at the conference prelims. In other words, the best half miler in the state will not do the half mile at section. And that's not going to be any breaking news. I think people know that's the way we operate. He's just going to do a couple relays on final day, and that's it. And the same with my best distance runner. So we just know we can't do it all. And yeah. we just got to be fair to the kids. And they, we have our team is always going to be first. But then we get our, we get our week of conference, and they can get some all-conference awards. But then we, we let the individuals, and we prioritize them. We kind of say, if you give us your all, and you sacrifice for us for the team competition this week, we're going to let you as individuals do what you want to do when it comes to section so you can finish your season and your career the way you want to. Sure. So we, let, we, we, we put it where it is. We put team where it is. You do what you do for the team individually. We let them be individuals. Uh, you coaches, you track coaches, you run the numbers after this true team section meets. You kind of have a, a, a sense of where people stand, <clears throat> excuse me, and where yourself stands. Well, how are you looking at, what do you think the top three is? If, if they do everything they're capable of, who do you think is the top three in class 3A true team track this year? Well, <clears throat> it's, it's easy to go with, the, with, the, with Wyzetta because uh, tremendous uh, program, coaching staff, facility, and Rosemont, uh, same thing. Just great, solid coaches, high number of athletes, a high number of, of athletes to choose from, the pool of athletes they have to choose from, and they know what to do with them. So those two, I would say, are kind of prohibitive favorites. Um, this year, interestingly, Owatonna has emerged as, a, as kind of a giant killer. Oh, nice. And they've had a terrific season. And so I think I would look at them as a possible dark horse. And then, you know, our, our rival Stillwater, uh, who beat us at Pony Relays, by a few points, uh, I would certainly look at them and I think they've gotten better since then. So if I were to put, pick top four that most people would agree with, I think they would pick those four teams. 
You're a big man, Ross, for 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 uh, throwing bouquet toward your rivals. Nice, nicely done. <laughs> well, the numbers don't lie; they beat us fair and square. Um, you know, speaking of numbers, you know, on my computer here, I've got nine tabs. I've got a tab for each true team section, and then a tab for the wild card uh, uh, virtual meet that they did to determine what teams sure. will be added to the wild card. And I've got all the, all, all those nine tabs are open ever since since Sunday. Those tabs have been open. And uh, I've done my rank ordering in these events. And obviously, coaches have the discretion to change their lineups, and many will. Um, the ones that had an easier time in their section might have emptied the bench and put in a weaker, say, four-by-four team at the end. Sure. And uh, so the numbers aren't always completely accurate, but you certainly have a sense for where things can go. And uh, I know the one, things that, one thing I can't coach is speed. And some of these other schools have – speed that there's just you know we can't match and you just, you just tip your hat to it they've got it we don't where where are your points going to come from this year and how might that differ from the the teams that you've brought here in the past well i think everybody is no secret that you know we had a pretty good cross-country team um we've got a couple of pretty big high level uh, athletes there in uh will skelly and elliot uh, MacArthur, but you know you can only use them so much uh, you know, I wish it was college where you could put them in five events, but uh, that's, you know, we typically have had pretty decent distance. And so I think that's not going to be a surprise. In our 400 event, our four and 800 are strong. And I think, again, everybody knows that about us. Uh, I think we also have a very good discus squad this year. And I think triple jump would be the other one I can think of where we're probably going to uh, make some noise. Uh, unfortunately, like in other years, we don't cover all the events and, and nobody does this year. That's what's going to make it interesting. Uh, part of it, you know, I'm certainly going to be definitely focused as a coach, but the fan in me, the track fan in me will be very curious to see how this plays out because no one team, even if I were to say, why is that in Rosemont are the, are the favorites, they would even admit that they can't cover every event, men, men one through three. So nobody can do that like the powerful teams that Wyzetta have maybe had in the past or that we've had in the past and Stillwater. You know, those were years, some of those years, there was no, no question about it, who the, who the favorite was going to be because they covered everything. This year, that's not the case. Um, everybody's got weaknesses. And you try to not only expose your opponent's weaknesses, but you've got to protect your own. And so I'm sure as most coaches have looked at their chessboard, and, you know, we get, we get together in the war room as coaches and we go through the scenarios and we go through uh, the lineups and we compare where we think we can fit in and where we can maximize our points. And, uh, you know, all the good programs do that. And uh, I, I, it's a fascinating process, uh, you know, but I, I, like I said, we have our weaknesses and uh, there's only so much you can, uh, you can uh, cover up. I'll, I'll put you on the spot here a little bit. You mentioned Skelly and MacArthur. Those are your studs or two of your studs. Is there a guy or two that is going to go out there and you're going to get uh, some, some key points from them? They might you know, be able to overtake a few people and, and, and put a few points in the bank for you that, to, that's going to kind of allow you to maximize everything that you can possibly bring to this meet. Are there some guys that are going to shine that might not necessarily – translate that into the end of the year Minnesota State High School League meet? Yeah, you know, you use the word maximize, and that's perfect segue, uh, David, because uh, 
the two guys that are going to make a big difference for us, they're both named Max. <laughs> we got a Max Gregory and a Max DeRosier, and uh, they cover three events. They go two, four, eight, and uh, they are, you know, jack of all trades kind of guys, and they are good at all three. Steady, solid guys. Uh, they will help us qualify our four by four team in state. Uh, our four by two team has a really good chance, uh, and I also think both those boys can qualify in the open four hundred as well. So there's those guys, and then a guy, Victor Lalinga, and Victor is a, a four eight mile guy. And I'm probably not going to say exactly what he's going to do Friday night, but he will also cover three events. And he's, you know, he's a guy that's done 157 already in the 800. He's a 50 point or sub 54, 400 meter man. And he's run 438 in the mile, by the way. So um, what I think uh, there's some things that these, that some of these guys have done in relays, some splits that they've run that no one else knows except us. And so I think there'll be some surprises that way because nobody knew, because what Victor has done um, and what Max, is, Max Gregory's done has been in relays. And we have those splits. We know what they're capable of. So we're, we're very much looking forward to that uh, for them. Another guy that you might be familiar with that is a, is a newcomer this year is Dylan Wheeler, uh, Mounds View football and basketball player, um, all conference in both. And, uh, you know, one of Moundsview's best athletes, well, certainly they're probably the best all-around athlete our school has this year. Dylan does two, does the one, two, and four for us in relays, and he has embraced our culture so much, and he, he can't work hard enough. He, in fact, he's done the four-by-two, four-by-one, and 400. Those three events are pretty close together, and he, he does it without batting an eye. Mm, he's done the open four and come back and does the four-by-four. Uh, he has just been a workhorse for us and just a, a plug and play guy that has really energized, uh, you know, our two, 400, two and 400 lineup. This, uh, this meet this weekend, the, the true team state meet is the 35th running of it. It would have been the 36, but you lost 2020 due to COVID. This is sponsored by the Minnesota track coaches association. I've covered the meet off and on over the years. And, and the one thing about it that I like, it's got a much more relaxed and loose vibe compared to the Minnesota State High School League meet in June. And, but that said, I always wonder at the end of the night when the kids all go out there around the 50 yard line midfield and they bring the speaker out and they got the music going and you see kids starting to do backflips. Do all, are you all of you coaches just like somewhere hold, covering your eyes and holding your breath. I mean, is that a little too loose for you, for your tastes? Yeah. You know, as long as my boys aren't the ones doing backflips, I'm not going to worry about it too much. Yeah, my boys know that if you're going to do a backflip, they need to have two spotters. <laughs> uh, so uh, I love the atmosphere, but David, I love it. I do too. I do. Um, too. Actually coaches get to coach at this meet. At the high school league meet, they don't let us coach. We're spectators. Okay. Um, they have more officials than they have coaches. And it's not, not any coincidence, there's more DQs at the high school league meet than at the state true team meet. Um, mm. Coaches get to be on the field. We get to be with our athletes. Like we would be all season, we get to be with them. And we get to make the adjustments with them. Uh, we don't have to come and try to find some clandestine place to meet and come up with what we have to do if we have to make alterations. Um, so that's what I love about the meet. It's a coach's meet. It's an athlete's meet. And they get to have fun. They get to enjoy the atmosphere and drink it in. 
my boys absolutely adore this meat. Um, we talk about it uh, during the summer. We, I mean, I'll have football players that will come up to me uh, after a game and they'll say, hey, coach, uh, you know, I can hardly wait till true team. And, you know, it's just so refreshing that they're in the midst of their sport, but they see me and there's the association with what's really important to us as a program. And that's that we're a team and that we want to go there and represent um, our, our program and our tradition. And I, I love the fact that they think about that. Ross, you've built that tradition, and, and I thank you very much for your time and your insight on True Team. I wish you and your Mustangs the best. I wish your girls program the best as well. Thanks for joining Talk and Preps, and, and we will see you out and around very soon. Uh, David, I just appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to give some, uh, some, some, to cast some sun on, on track and field. I appreciate the fact that you even think about us, that, that, that we're out there in, in, the, in the sports world uh, with these podcasts. I, I think that's great that you remember us with all the other sports that are going on. I think it's terrific. So thank you very much. Always a pleasure, sir. Take care. Yep.